Welcome to Spiritual Warfare. This is Kay. And my name is Teresa. And we are reading from Made for This by Jenny Allen. Today, our subject is When We Dream. So, Teresa, what's our Bible verse for today? Romans 12, 1. So then, my friends, because of God's great mercy to us, I appeal to you. Offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God, dedicated to his service and pleasing him. This is the true worship that you should offer. Many women I know are keenly aware of rules. To being a respected woman in the world they inhabit. Some places these rules might go something like this. Stay home full time with the kids. Don't pursue your own passions and dreams or take risks. It's selfish. Volunteer as a homeroom mom. Don't miss a game for any of the five sports each of your four kids play (laughs) or a party or a field trip. (laughs) Dinner should be worthy of a Pinterest pinning and should be on the table by 6 o'clock every night. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Times have changed. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Obviously, some of the most powerful ministry on this earth is happening through stay-at-home moms and homeroom moms and at Pinterest-worthy dinners at 6 o'clock. These things are noble and not the problem. These tasks and thousands of others have to get done in homes, schools, and offices, whether we feel passionate about them or not. The problem is not in these roles or duties. The problem is when they turn into man-made rules, mandatory for godly women. This leaves us women feeling we can't do anything out of this acceptable box. And it strangles our souls, dreams, and obedience to God. These expectations might be common in the South and a conservative church. But I have another friend who lives in New York City. She feels judged because she doesn't work outside her home and has chosen to homeschool her kids, even though those decisions are based on her personal convictions and callings. I have another friend who has felt judged for choosing to adopt a child as a single woman. Yet another friend is drowning in toddlerhood and feels judged for not having the capacity to do anything but be sure her kids stay alive. (laughs) Very good. Uh Uh, (laughs) This is happening in a million forms in a million places. The rules seem to change in each church, each city, each country, even throughout history and each generation. Unique versions of handbooks describing how to be a godly woman seem to exist everywhere I go. Women, we are so dang hard on one another. We have to stop. Our generation is laced with social and gender pressures. The weight of the rules for women in the church, home, and workplace is so heavy. I think we forget how all the different pressures are carried into nearly every choice we make. Nearly every dream we dream. If we are all obeying God with our unique gifts and visions, our dreaming, our obedience, then our roles should look beautifully diverse. We each look unique, 
on the outside. And I assure you that we are even more intricately designed on the inside. Tensions. This will be good. What are some of the tensions you feel as a woman? Here are some examples. My husband feels threatened when I dream. I feel like I am wasting an expensive education, but I am called to stay at home to raise my kids. My gifts are so strong that I'm worried if I really succeed as a strong woman, no man will ever want to marry me. My kids are going to be wounded if I can't be present at everything for them. People don't like strong women. I want to go overseas, but I need to wait until I get married. I have to provide for my kids as a single mom. There's no one else. Dreaming is not a luxury I can afford. I have gifts of teaching or leadership that my church doesn't encourage women to do. My elderly parents need me and or my grandkids need me. This isn't my dream, but this is my reality and it is all I have time for. I feel called to adopt and my my husband doesn't. I can't do it all. So what do we do? As God called me into a more public and demanding demanding ministry, I saw the writing on the wall. Some games were going to be missed. Sitters would become part of my family. My husband might be overshadowed by my calling at times. I would have to travel. My strong gifts would hit many ceilings within the church. I was turning in the title I had proudly worn for more than a decade stay-at-home mom. So many tensions lay on top of my calling because of my gender. I spent a bit of time wishing away my gender, but since that wasn't happening, I found myself wishing away my calling. (laughs) Our views of our roles are shaped by our culture. Is that not so true? Mm -hmm. And by approving or disapproving messages. What do we do when faced with these tensions? Obey God. The clearest way to obey God is through studying and applying his word. But obey scripture. I wish it were simple. Nearly every respected teacher and theologian defines the roles of women from scripture differently. I will do my best to obey God within the boundaries and freedom scripture gives me as a woman. But the roles of women are sometimes hard to determine in Scripture. So we should build our convictions and then give grace and grace spaces. Personal convictions cannot become law. We must separate biblical mandates from culture Christian values. Trust God with the cost. I felt physically burdened from worry that my kids would suffer because of God's calling in my life. And if I'm honest, they have. This calling wasn't just on my life. It would go on to cost something for my entire family. Every calling has a cost. As women, we often foresee the cost to ourselves and the people we love, and we stop. But there's something beautiful in showing the people you love how to live squarely in your purpose for God's glory. They have a chance to see God moving through you. You may think your calling isn't as spiritual. Your cost may be a financial sacrifice because you're leaving your job. Or maybe you will find yourself laying 
in a hotel room telling your kids about a sales conference over the phone. But whatever the calling and whoever it is costing, we are all living out the purposes of God for his glory here in unique places with unique demands. And God calculates the cost of our callings. We don't need to be afraid of the price we'll pay. We just need to weigh it and not forfeit our God-given responsibilities for selfish gain. I've realized my kids didn't need me at every game. They need parents who fear and obey God first. But if they saw me neglecting them out of vain ambition, kids are smart. I imagine they would be wounded right now. We are a family on mission together, supporting one another, sacrificing for one another, and building the name of God here in our own ways. I want my kids to be brave and willing to obey, even if that means sacrifice. I have to model that first. Trusting God with the cost, keeping our motives His, we can be brave. You can be brave. So, Teresa, this week, what are we going to respond to? What would you say are your top five rules for a woman in your world? Which ones did others make for you and which ones did you make yourself? Mm. Did you ever feel you're not living up to them? How do you perceive women being hard on one another? And how are they hard on you? How are you hard on them? Can we like reflect on that? Yes. How do you perceive women being hard on one another? You have to let women be who they are. They're not going to be like you. God created every single one of us. And that's what I love. Every single one of us, we are so far different from each other. You have no idea. Seriously. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. as far as the East is from the West, that is how far apart our friendship is in personality. But we're not hard on one another. Every one of us have a gift that we love. And we go to that person when we need a certain thing. So you really should pray for your friends and your family. And don't be hard on them. Because... God made us different, and that's what makes the world go round. Yes. Yes, I agree with that, Teresa. I do. It takes stepping back sometimes, right? And I think you mentioned this before. Sometimes we may have things come out of our mouths that we want to shove back in, or Mm -hmm. it may not have been said in the tone of voice that was received well. That would have been like you hopping on top of your dryer and you were so irritated and I pulled in the driveway and said, okay, and you would have went, what? Not, I don't know what you just went through, okay? Right. And it's true. That's, yeah, that's where the enemy really gets at your mind and tries to tell you, look at the way she talked to you. Yeah. She was mean. She hurt your feelings, <laughs> you know, and right. you just, you just, yeah. Right. And I think that, you know, God gives us so much grace that we need to give that grace to other people. And I just. Uh, How many times? 70 times seven. <laughs> you have to forgive, love, and give grace. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Accept each other as individuals and that God's got a purpose for each one. Nobody likes to be told, you should have. 
<laughs> right? That is true. No. But you're not that person. You don't, you can't call somebody out like, why did you do that? You don't know what God's purpose is. And just because you think a different way or it should be done that way, oh, no. Uh, No, no, no. Because that's what I said. Everybody's different. Yeah. Some people, I can't listen to pastors who scream and yell. I get a headache. I can't do it. Okay? That is not my cup of tea. I have a friend and when I go to church with her, it's all screaming and yelling and it's so loud and I have to put cotton in my ears and take extra strength Tylenol. I'm not exaggerating. I've done that twice. I just, I cannot do it. But I tried it a couple times. But right. I, we all learn different. I don't learn that way. Right. Okay. And even though I was raised Pentecostal and that's how they did, let me tell you. Right. They just shouted and ran down the aisles of the church and, you know, it was really loud. And I, that's not me. It's not my way of learning. But some people learn that way. Some people like hard acid rock music. Well, now there are Christians who play hard acid Jesus rock music. And it's all about Jesus because we are all different. Yes, yes. And, And we are. And I know that a good friend of mine's son who is a God fearing God, whatever. I mean, he... You know, and he likes to listen uh, to that music, and she just rolls her eyes. Yes, <laughs> yeah, she just rolls her eyes. She's going like, "Oh my goodness gracious!" And you know, and that would not be for me, but it's not right for me to say. You need oh, to change your music. Oh, yeah. yeah, God has created us all different. Have you ever wished away your gender, or have you ever wished away your calling instead? How might the fact that you are in your place as a woman bring even more glory to God? That's a good one. How do you differentiate between personal convictions and scripture when it comes to obeying God as a woman? How have you ever felt the cost was too high to those you loved? What costs are you calculating when you consider your dream? And what would it be like to trust God with them. So our read and reflect, Teresa, is from Acts 5, 17 through 41. Keeping in mind your answers to today's questions, why did God set the apostles free? In verses 19 through 25. What was the cost for the apostles preaching to them, to others? What rules? (laughs) Yeah. What rules did they break? And why did they break them? We are weak humans. In verses 38 and 39, what was the reasoning for the apostles being released? How does this reasoning keep us close to God as we calculate our costs? So after reading these passages, consider the answers to these two questions. Who are you, Lord? And what do you want for If today were your last day, Where would you spend eternity? It is your choice.